It's fourth quarter and it's the last month of the year and we're breaking down how to have the best 2020 ever. And it's all going to depend on how you close out 2019 and if you can come out the gates running in 2020. Let's get into it. You're listening to the Money, Markets and Mindset Podcast where it's all about learning how to have your money work hard for you instead of you working hard for it. And now your host, stock market coach and options trader, Jason Brown. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, stock market coach and option trader, Jason Brown. And guess what? It's that time of the year, baby. It's fourth quarter. That's right. We're in December. We're in the last month of the year and the last quarter of the year. And everybody's thinking about a few things. And I want to talk to you about how to set your goals for 2020. And more importantly, how it's possible for you to reach those goals in 2020 if you start planning now. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're watching it live on YouTube, thanks for tuning in. If you listen to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, um, or any of the other platforms uh, that we have, I appreciate you tuning in. So let's talk about what everyone's thinking about or should be thinking about right now. And that is they're thinking about how to start the new year off right. 20 20, right? How do I kick it off? How do I come out the gate with a bang? And there's really about four things that you should be considering when you think about how to have your best year, how to have your best 2020. And number one is what was your goal? You want to look back. Matter of fact, let's, let's, let's talk about the top four and then we'll go through them individually. All right. So number one, what was your goal for 2019? Number two, what went well and what didn't go so well? And then number three, what are you going to do differently? And then we'll tell you what number four is. But let's talk about number one. When you look at 2019 and you came into it almost 365 days ago, what was it that you said before the ball dropped at midnight that you were going to work on this year, that you were going to accomplish this year? It's important to look at that goal and just simply ask yourself and tell the truth. Did you accomplish it or did you not? OK, and so that's going to lead into number two. When you look at the goal you have for 2019, number two is what went well and what didn't go so well. Now, whether you accomplished or not, so let's say you hit your goal. What went well with hitting your goal? Did you follow your plan? Did you have to overcome some adversity? Or, 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 you know, and what didn't go so well? It's like I hit my goal, but I don't know how I hit it. It was a fluke and I couldn't hit it again if I tried. Um, perhaps you got off track then you got back on track. So it's like a, a negative that ended up being a positive. Like what what went well and what didn't go so well? And the reason this is important is because the things that went well, you want to look at how can you bring that that momentum, those items that went well and how you helped them go well into 2020 and what didn't go so well, how can you avoid making those same mistakes or running into those same issues or turning down that same street of doom again? And number three is what are you going to do differently? Okay. So 
if you didn't hit your goal, this is the one of the most important questions because most people come in each year setting the same goal each year, but they never actually change what they're going to do to hit the goal. And doing the same thing over and over again is the definition of insanity. And so now when we get to number four, which is what is your goal for 2020? Now you can properly set a goal for 2020 if you've done the proper reflection. You talked about what went well and what didn't go so well. And then more importantly, you looked at what are you going to do differently? And equally as important, maybe what are you going to do the same that actually worked for you, but maybe with a little bit more intensity or with a little bit more focus. Now, when we come into setting our goals for 2020, here's what I know is that most people have two main goals every single year without fail, the majority of America, and I'm sure you fall into one of these categories, okay? Goal number one is a health goal. We typically uh, wanna lose some type of weight, we wanna tone up, we wanna eat better. There's something to do with our physical fitness, and sometimes it's something to do with your mental health, right? Maybe you're in a bad relationship, you got a bad boyfriend, a girlfriend, or husband who's always putting you down. Maybe you got some negative coworkers, uh, maybe you just got some people just in your life that are doing some things that are not so positive, and you're like, this year, I wanna be in a better mental health space. So it's not always about obesity or muscles, um, different things like that. But for the most part, we go stick with that because for the most part, everyone wants to get in shape in some shape, form, or fashion, okay? And then the second goal that most people have every single year without fail is something to do with money, okay? And they, you know, they wanna do better financially. And then if you look up underneath money, there's like the two subset goals, right? There is, I either wanna make more money or I wanna get out of debt, or C, I wanna do both. I wanna make more money so I can get out of debt. Am I making sense, right? So either way, Typically, there is some type of financial goal. Most people sit down at the end of the year and they say, I, I didn't do as well as I thought I was going to do financially. I, I somehow incurred a little bit more debt than I planned on incurring or I worked so hard this year and I look up and I'm broke. Um, at the end of the year or around Christmas time when I really wanted to donate to my church, my charity, or I really wanted to um, do something financially for my parents or uh, a family member. And, and that hurts. That hurts when you can't do that, especially when you feel like you've worked really hard. It's, you know, when you feel it, you're like, man, but I broke my butt. I was up early. I stayed late at the job or whatever the case may be. And somehow your financial situation it didn't improve, okay? And so let's break down what it takes to reach those goals, whether it's a health goal or a wealth goal. Let's break down the four pillars of what I believe is gonna take for you to be successful in those areas, okay? So number one, you need to identify where you got off track, okay? And I like the word got off track better than where you went wrong because life is all about you know, ups and downs, ebbs and flows, a left turn when you should have made a right turn. And so it's not always necessarily you did something wrong. You just you just got off track a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And so when you identify where you got off track, you can look at it with your health. Let's take health first, then we'll take wealth second. When you look at your health and you start to identify where did you get off track? Typically, 
you got off track in one of two areas, right? Number one, you started off eating pretty good, cutting out the carbs, no bread, stuff like that. No desserts or maybe cutting back. But then you went to a party or something and you had dessert and you had a little wine. And then you went out the weekend after that and you decided to drink some more. Right. So now you're getting sugar from alcohol. You're starting to eat desserts and then you start to um, get off track and go down this path of what's one more donut? What's one more drink? Uh, there's one more party this weekend. I will start after this weekend or I'll start drinking water um, after this weekend. Then, well, next week, my best friend's getting married. So after the wedding, because they got an open bar. And so we keep kicking the can down the road. And before you know it, that road has turned and wound and took us somewhere we really didn't want to be. And so we got off track. We started off wanting to be healthy. Next thing you know, we put on a couple extra pounds and we don't know what happened. All right. And that, that that's typically when you look at where you got off track, you can start to say, okay, Here's how I got this far from my goal. Now, how do I, you can start answering the second question, which is how do I get back on track? Okay, which we'll talk about number two in a second. When you think about it from a money standpoint, when you think about it from a wealth standpoint, you typically look up and if you're losing money, you might be thinking, okay, maybe you lost your job. Did you do something to get fired? Did you not have a plan B in place? You know, it could be something like that, but it also typically oftentimes when you look at your money and you're in debt and you say, where did I get off track? It's typically the credit card. It's typically a credit card that you swipe with a plan to pay for something later. And then later came and you realize either A, you didn't have as much money as you thought you were going to have later or B, those small swipes of the credit card kept adding up to be something bigger than it was. And when you when you look at it, you say, I started off so good. I said I was only going to use the credit card in emergencies. But somehow you tricked yourself into an emergency being you needed a new dress or a new suit for some event that was coming up. You tricked yourself into an emergency being uh, you needed a new big screen TV, all right? And when you think about emergencies, really food and shelter is the only thing you should be going into debt for, which is like survival mode type stuff. Everything else is a luxury. Everything else is a luxury and not really something that you need. And so maybe you got off track by misidentifying needs with wants, right? Some of the stuff we just really want. Uh, don't necessarily need. And, and a good test, if you need it or if you want it, is to just put it on a piece of paper and ask yourself, if you took it away, would you still live tomorrow? Okay. If the answer is yes, there's a good chance that you don't need it. Like if you took away the water, if you took away the refrigerator, then the food would spoil, right? And I wouldn't be able to eat. So it's a good chance I could, it would make living another day or week or two tough for me, right? If I didn't have a place to lay my head at night, I could get hurt out there living on the streets. You get what I'm saying. I don't need to go down that rabbit hole. But the point is, that's a good test that if you took it away, would you be able to live tomorrow? That really would tell you if it's something you need or if it's something you want. Once you identify how you got off track, now you can start to say, how do I get back on track? Which leads us to number two, which is how to stop digging. Okay. So if you, I heard it put this way, if you find yourself in the hole, stop 
digging, okay? And let me share with you a quick story of what I mean about stop digging. I remember a friend of mine, it was a female friend. I remember she asked me to borrow some money. And I think I loaned her some money and then she came back like a month later and needed to borrow some money again. I said, well, you know, wait a minute. One time is an emergency, um, you know, maybe even a favor, but two times it's a pattern. Right. So now we, we got a pattern here. Right. Something went wrong in your financial life two months in a row or two times in a row. And that's a small time frame. Right. That was 30 days ago. And we, we right back at the same place. So I said, talk to me. You know, what's what's eating up the wallet? You I know you work. Right. You go to work every day. Um, which is why I loaned you the money in the first place. I believe you could pay it back. Not that you'd be back a second time needing help again. And so when we really, you know, broke it down, because the first time you kind of loan without asking questions, you're like, okay, you got one get out of jail free card, not a lot of questions asked under a certain dollar amount. But the second time you're like, okay, let's talk about this. And so when that person came back and we broke down where their finances was going wrong, we were basically able to see that this car that this individual bought was killing them, right? I think payment was $600 a month. Then you add insurance on top of that, which was like another two or 300 a month. And I think they needed to borrow about two or 300. And so it was very easy to see for at least for me, sell the car, right? Sell the car that frees up about $600 a month. Okay, not including the 300 for insurance, but then you can get a lower price car with lower insurance. And so this person could have been saving at least five to 600 a month, right? Another two, 300 on a car note or 200, another 100, 150 on insurance. They could have had a decent car. Now, it wouldn't have been a splashy car, flashy car, rims, tenant windows, all this and that. But it goes back to, is it a want? Or is it a need? Okay. And so you don't necessarily need tenant windows, sound system, all that stuff. You just need to get to and from work. Okay. But you want all the extras on that car. And so for the life of me, this person was just like, yeah, but if I sell my car, people go think I fell off. People go ask what happened and they know I, you know, I'm, I'm handling my, you know, business and I don't want people to think I fell off. And I thought, wow, this is interesting. You're more worried about what people think about you and upholding that image versus stop digging, right? Stop digging this hole because at the pace you're going, you're going into debt $300 per month because you borrowed from me twice, okay? So that means at the end of 12 months, you'll be $3,600 in debt. And how do you propose to get out of that debt um, at the end of 36 months, right? And this is where people start to hope, wish, and pray, or they start to commit future funds, which is a big mistake, right? So what I mean by committing future funds, this is when people start to say, well, when I get my taxes, I'm going to pay it back, right? Or I'm going to pull it from my 401k. And when people start making those type of statements, they in big trouble. They in big trouble because now if you're pulling from your 401k, you're pulling from money that was committed to be there for you 40, 50 years from now when you actually go to retire. And now you're borrowing from it today. When you commit your commit your tax returns, that's a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollars. That reality is most people need that money and you're committing the one bonus you'll get actually every year, you're committing it to keeping up a lifestyle that 
is going to put you in a position where you have to commit your tax return every single year, not to mention the rate of you borrowing plus interest is going to start to supersede your tax return, which means you're going to start putting more on the credit card or you're going to start borrowing from multiple people and you're going to be digging a bigger hole versus just selling that car. So that was just a quick story. You could substitute a car, you could substitute a house, anything in there. Um, You could substitute outfits and shopping for purses and trying to keep up getting your hair done. The point is when you find yourself in a hole, you gotta stop digging, especially a financial hole. And typically the key to stop digging is to, number one, stop buying stuff. Number two, take a good look around and see what you absolutely need versus want and start to downsize or sell that stuff. I'm telling you, the amount of sleep you get at night when you don't owe anybody is a different kind of sleep than you get when you wake up every morning thinking, how am I gonna pay all of these people that I am indebted to? And I'm an amateur on the Bible, but to be in debt is to be a slave, they talk about in the Bible. You don't wanna be a slave owing people or a slave to money, right? You, you, you have to work. You have to put in overtime. You have to then turn over that money to somebody else, all just to buy and hold things, okay? When you look at number three, all right, you want to get be healthy, you want to be wealthy, whether that's make more money or get out of debt. It's going to take commitment, baby. Okay. And this, the big C word, this is probably the most important piece in this whole thing, because you can't stop digging if you're not committed. If you're not truly committed to getting out of debt, or if you're not truly committed to wealth, making more money, being in a better financial position, then you're never going to take the steps. If you're not committed to your health, you're not going to take the steps to drink water when you really want to pop. You're not going to take the steps to get up, go to a gym when you don't feel like it. By the way, commitment is doing something that you said you were going to do long after the mood that you set it in has passed, right? So everybody can do it when they're excited. It's a new year. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to make more money. I'm getting out of debt. Yeah. Yeah. Then Monday happens, okay, and you actually have to go to the gym after a hard day of work. Saturday happens, and you actually have to go to the party without a haircut or without your hair and nails done or without that new outfit, all right? That's where commitment kicks in, and that's where most people drop the ball. That's where most people fail. And when you break down commitment, it really has two components. It's planning and execution. And most people don't plan. You see, when you look at 2020 and you look at right now, we're in December. Okay, today is December 1st as we're recording this, 2019. And when you look at 2020, how your December is going to end is not a result of what you do in the next 30 days. How your December is going to end is a result of the decisions and the things and the plans you made in November. Okay, that momentum from the beginning of the year and last month is going to determine how next month is going to end or how this month is going to end. But when you look at the work you put in this month and the plans you make this month, guess what? It's going to determine what happens in January for you. It's going to determine if you catapult out the gates 
in the new year, okay? And so how you plan now is going to determine what you execute on, right? So it, let me give you an example, okay? If you if you say, hey, okay, I'm going to get into the gym. I'm going to get healthy. I'm going to get my physical fitness in place. So that's the plan. Okay. Let's talk about it. How many days are you going to go to the gym? Okay. Do you think you're going to magically wake up? You say three days. Do you think you're going to magically wake up January 1st and start going to the gym three days? No, you're going to have to plan to go to the gym in December three days so you can kind of fine tune. Okay. What days? Oh, I noticed that Saturdays aren't good for me because I missed this past Saturday. Okay. I said I was going to go at six o'clock AM, but maybe I need to revamp that and go at six o'clock PM because I couldn't wake up. And now I realize I'm not a morning person. See, you don't want to find all that out January 1st. Okay, because then you lost a whole month of what's supposed to be the best year of your life, right? Uh, The year you're going to get healthy and wealthy. So you want to find out that you got some kinks in the armor right now in December. So you can come out the gates with a fine tuned workout regimen come January. And that's the same thing with the stock market or making money. I'm going to invest this year, right? You want to open your account this year. You want to start reading charts this year. You want to start figuring out what you like, what you don't like, what type of trading style you 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 think you can have this year, this month. So that way when January hits, you already coming out the gates, not just with your plan, but executing on your plan, not coming out with a plan and fine tuning it. Big difference. All right. You don't want to be fine tuning it in January. You want to test it and fine tune it now so it can be somewhat solid. Not to say it can't change, but you don't want to be figuring out that the plan that you put together is not the plan for you when you're supposed to be working the plan and not reworking the plan. All right. And so that leads me to number four, which is education. Okay. You got to get the education if you want 2020 to be the best year of your life. Okay, so what do I mean by that? If you're going to get in shape, you're going to lose weight, you're going to build muscle, you're going to get the six pack. Okay, do you have the six pack now? Are you in shape now? Probably not. And so you're probably not because it's a result of lack of education. Okay, you can do you can be consistent doing the wrong thing. Does that make sense? Like you could be committed to lose weight, but if you keep drinking pop, not knowing that pop has sugar in it, that's bad for you. Then you're like, what happened? I was committed. I followed the plan, but you was committed to the wrong thing. Does that make sense? And so you got to get the education. Say, what do I need to substitute this pop for? What type of foods do I need to eat? How much calories do I need to burn? How much does my heart rate need to get up? And once you mix the education, the science with it, now you can execute on your commitment in your plan and actually see results. I think so many people get discouraged is because they're committed. They planned it but they committed and planned the wrong thing, right? Or they did it without the right education. And then they looked up and they said, the number one thing is what? This don't work, right? Even though it worked for so many other people. And the same thing happens when you think about money. Most people are saying, I'm going to make 2020 the best year. I'm going to make money. I'm going to start investing. And then when you ask them, okay, what's your game plan? You're like, I'm going to invest in the stock market. Okay, what stocks? Do you even know how to do it? And it's like, no, I don't. 
And that is where they run into a brick wall because they don't have the education. And you say, well, what are you going to do to get the education this time around? Right. Are you going to watch YouTube videos? If you've been doing that and you haven't gotten to where you're going to be, what's the next step? Are you going to invest in courses? Are you going to invest in coaching? Are you going to invest in being around the right people? Those are the questions that you need to ask yourself with respect to getting the education. And then if you're going to get the education, who do you want to learn from? Someone who's been successful or someone who's failed or someone who's been successful because they failed and they got back up and they figured it out. You got to figure out who and where you're going to get the education from, because without the education, you're just going down the road and you're trying to figure things out. And maybe you will and maybe you won't. But the problem with trying to figure things out is that unless you are just a person that likes pain, there's typically someone that's been down the path you've been down before. So why put yourself through it? Why not hook up to a mentor or course or something like that and get the education you need? It was a saying that goes, a smart man learns from his mistakes but a wise man learns from the mistakes of others. There's just some mistakes you don't have to experience, right? You can learn through somebody else's experience and that is what wise people do. And so when you look at 2020, I just wanna recap. Number one, you gotta look at 2019, look at your goals and see what went well, what didn't go well. You gotta ask yourself, what are you gonna do different? And then put your 2020 game plan together from there. And as you put together your 2020 game plan, you gotta understand what it's gonna take to reach those goals. Let's recap. You gotta identify where you got off track before. So that way when you reach that fork in the road again, you go right and you don't go left. All right, you gotta identify how to stop digging. Okay, if you're in a hole, how do you stop digging the bigger hole? Okay, number three, you gotta commit. And commitment is what? Planning and execution, right? You gotta plan it and then you gotta execute. And you got to be committed to the execution, but you can only commit to execution if you plan what you're going to do differently every day and for the rest of the year. And the only way to learn what you're going to do differently is to educate yourself on the right way to do some things or educate yourself by hooking up to a mentor, hooking up with a coach, hooking up with a course, hooking up with a community to figure out. Where did you go wrong? Because sometimes you don't know where you go wrong until you have someone outside of your brain, outside of yourself, give you some insight and say, I, I see it clear as day. This right here is where you're making the wrong turn. If we can get you to go back this way, man, you go reach a different destination at the end of 2020 and it's gonna be health and it's gonna be wealth at the end of that destination. I'm Jason Brown, and you're listening to the Money Markets and Mindset Podcast. And if there is anything that I can do to help you get on the right track, whether it's joining my course, joining my coaching, joining my community, or maybe you just got a question, you can leave a comment below if you're watching on uh, YouTube or any of the social media channels, or shoot me an email and let me know if there's anything I can do to point you in the right direction, help you get on track, and help you come out the gates making 2020 the best year ever. I'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the Money, Markets, and Mindset Podcast. 
We hope this episode has been educational and inspirational. To learn more about how to have your money work for you inside the stock market, visit www.thebrownreport.com.